0: Welcome to St. Alphonsus Wellcast, the podcast where we explore the many facets of health and well-being. This podcast is brought to you by St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Well-Being and a generous grant from the St. Alphonsus Foundation. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the St. Alphonsus Wellcast. I'm Candy Zapia, Wellness Coordinator at St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Well-Being. While I'm usually more behind the scenes as a producer of our podcast, today I get the privilege to host, and I am joined by my colleague and friend, Deborah Meisner.
1: Hello, Debbie. Hi, Candy. I'm excited to be on the show today.
0: Yes, thanks for joining us. So, for those of you who don't know, Debbie is a registered nurse in our department, and today she's going to be speaking with us on the topic of mindfulness. So we're going to learn more about what mindfulness is, the benefits of being more mindful, and tips on how we can practice mindfulness in our day-to-day lives. So with that, I'm going to kind of pass it on to Debbie and let you kind of take the reins on this.
1: Well, first of all, I really love mindfulness. I've gotten more passionate about it as the years have gone on. And I've just found it to be something that is very uh, useful and practical and, and actually something that anyone can do. It seems kind of daunting at first, but as we talk about today, you'll find out that mindfulness is for everyone. I love that. So
0: break it down for us. What exactly is mindfulness? When we say let's practice mindfulness, what do you mean?
1: Well, it's basically bringing your attention to the current moment, the present moment. So paying attention to the present moment in an open and non-judgmental way. You know, we, we find that so often we're either ruminating about the past or we're anxious and we're rehearsing for the future, right? So mindfulness is about the now. And what we find is right now, we are okay. You know, as you are listening to these words, you are okay right now. I love that. So it's just a way of helping you manage different areas of your life. You know, mindfulness has been shown to reduce stress. It can help control anxiety. Um, It can promote your emotional health. It can decrease symptoms of depression. Can increase your focus and your attention span. Um, it can even reduce age related memory loss. It can help fight addictions. It can improve your sleep, um, control pain, and reduce your blood pressure. So it's not just woo, right? Right, <laughs> so right. It's about the woo. <laughs>
0: right. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of great benefits. And I can imagine just taking a moment anyways in our day, and like you say, being present in the moment, I can definitely see how that can help with, um, you know, anxiety. Because of course, we know that anxiety lives in the future, right? And as someone that likes to plan well ahead, sometimes I'm unable to just kind of like quiet my mind and, and really be present in the moment because I'm thinking about, oh, I need to get this done or that done. But I could definitely see the benefit, the natural benefit that would come from just trying to, you know, for a short period of time, because, you know, we we've got things to do and we do need to be prepared. But, you know, just taking a few minutes, would you suggest a few minutes in the day to just focus and find someplace quiet and just really be present to kind of just recharge our batteries?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's different ways you can practice mindfulness. So one is just taking that sort of break. It might be helpful to go over just some of the myths about mindfulness Mm. to be like, (laughs) what is this thing that we're talking about, (laughs) mindfulness and living in the present moment? What does that really mean?
0: Yeah, I'm definitely interested. Let's, Let's hit some of those myths around mindfulness.
1: Okay. Well, I would say the number one myth is that mindfulness is meditation. Ah. So mindfulness is, or meditation is one way to practice mindfulness, um, but it doesn't mean that that is all you are doing. You know, I think a a lot of people get intimidated or they don't even want to do it because they think, oh, I need to just have a shrine in my room and sit (laughs) crisscross. Right. Uh, go on a silent retreat, you know. Become a monk. Um, study, <laughs> study meditation. You know, just kind of all these daunting things. So, I do like to point out that although meditation is great and it's it's a wonderful way to practice mindfulness, it isn't exactly all of mindfulness.
0: Great, that's a good clarification. We don't have to go to those extremes. But there are ways that we can incorporate meditation, but that's not just what mindfulness is. So that's great. Okay. What's another myth we can bust?
1: Uh, That mindfulness is about taking time out to rest and relax. Okay. So, yeah, that might be a side effect of taking time to come to the now, the present moment. But really, what we're doing is we are allowing ourselves to be in the present moment as it is, you know, accepting life on life's terms. And sometimes life sucks, right? Sometimes it's awful. You know, life, I like to say life is 50 50. It's 50% good, 50% bad. It kind of runs the gamut in between, right? Sometimes it's going to be awful, sometimes it's going to be awesome. So, how can we learn to sit? In our uncomfortableness Mm. how can we learn to allow even negative emotions Mm. because when we're talking about being mindful to the present moment our present moment isn't always blissful right? right it could be that you are feeling anxious it could be that you are feeling angry or you are stressed out or you're sad and that's okay we what we do is we bring attention to our feelings and we observe them in an open and non judgmental way. We're just allowing them to be. Wow.
0: That's deep. So, so it's not just taking a nap, <laughs> it's not just <laughs> no. relaxing on the couch, but more of something that we're actively engaging in with our thought mm-hmm. processes and everything. I think that's. That's great. That's that's clearing up some things for me myself um <laughs> about what I thought, you know, mindfulness was. That's a great clarification and it does it puts more work back on us. So we're still being I guess and that goes back to being present is acknowledging those emotions and those feelings whatever they may be in that moment and kind of working through them. It, appreciating that they're there, acknowledging mm-hmm. it. Um and then kind of I guess addressing so where do we where do we go from there
1: yeah so so another myth of mindfulness is that it's a religion you know a lot Mm. of people think it's associated or is like um a buddhist religion or it's it's something monks practice so It's not a religion. Um, It's actually something that has become quite incorporated into modern society. Now, it has been around for a long time. It has its roots in Buddhism. Um, but now there's been so much scientific research on it. It's been incorporated into so many different kinds of therapies like cognitive-based therapy, um, acceptance and commitment therapy. It's been used in hospitals. It's been used with children. It's been used with refugees. You know, it's not a religion. So that's one of the myths about it. Right. Um, Some people think that it's really difficult uh, and it can be difficult to really allow ourselves to be open and non judgmental and just experience life as life is um, and accept things as they are without trying to change them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also means that, you know, we, it doesn't mean that like we're not concerned with the future anymore. Right? It's, right? it's not we are we don't become the dude. We don't become <laughs> all right, all right, right? We still are concerned yes. with the future. But what happens is, you know, when we we're talking about like, sometimes we're just so stuck in the past, we're just ruminating about the past, or we're just anxious and fretting about the future. Well, what we want with mindfulness is we want more of a balance. You know, we, we want to allow for memories of the past, and we want to plan for the future, but we want to create more space in the middle. And the middle part is is the now, right? Right. Um, a lot of people talk about like, how can we live longer? We, we all want to live longer. We talk about longevity and whatnot. But I think mindfulness is more about like, how can we live better? Mm. How can our days be more full? How can we be more present? How right. can we enjoy what we have right now? Oh, I love that. Because there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee about the future. The future is just a thought. It's a construct. And, and we don't know what's going to happen. And so that's just bringing us back to, to now, to mindfulness, moment by moment.
0: Right. Right. That's fantastic. And now that we kind of know some of the benefits and and the myths behind, you know, mindfulness, how can we incorporate mindfulness in our day-to-day?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so much. Like, I mean, you can just start the day out right. You know, just take a moment to consciously be present throughout the day. You can decide that, right? Mm -hmm. Um one way when we're at work, we can work slower, but smarter. You know, a lot of the times when we're at work or when we're at home, we're just we're so busy. We're trying to get everything done. Right. Mm-hmm. So we can just slow down into the moment, into the task at hand. You know, do one thing at a time. Um, one way you can practice mindfulness is by being more mindful when you're eating so really taking the time to to smell your food to taste it to chew it slowly you know just to really savor it that's one way you can do mindfulness you can do it when you're drinking your coffee or your tea you know just feeling that cup in your hand and and the warmth on your hands and And then just the steam coming off of the coffee cup and just the smell and then just tasting it, feeling it just really go through your body. That's just being really present. And I mean, how many times do we eat or drink without even thinking about it or remembering it? All the time.
0: All the time. It becomes a mindless activity, you know, it's just something that we're doing while we're doing something else. And so I really like that idea. And I love tea. You know, when I'm drinking that next mug of tea, I'll try to be a little bit more present in that moment and enjoying just the flavors and just the the fact that I get to have something that brings me a little bit of warmth and enjoyment and relaxation, you know, and, and not use that time you know, chugging tea while trying to get kids out the door and, you know, <laughs> thinking of all the other oh, yeah. things for the day, <laughs> but just being present in that nice moment.
1: Yeah, totally. A big component of mindfulness is acceptance, and that's accepting things as they are, not as we would have them be. And, and sometimes when we go into work or whatnot, and we notice that we're stressed, um, just accepting that emotion, accepting like, wow, this is a, a crap day at work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Instead of trying to fight it, right? Just allowing it. I mean, still focusing on the task at hand, focusing on solutions, but for too much, we're, we're kind of judging ourselves and, and we're, you know, we end up in that like, oh, I should, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should... I mean, we end up shitting all over ourselves in our lives, <laughs> no matter what,
0: you know, I love that shooting all over. Ourselves, yeah. Yes.
1: Stop shitting all over yourself. I mean, <laughs> that could be parental guilt or not getting your workout in or whatever. We we're full of shoulds. So mindfulness is really about letting go of, of the judgment of, of what we are doing and accepting it and allowing it. Great, fantastic. Well, can you
0: show us or give us an example or lead us through a little bit of a simple mindfulness practice that we could do on our own?
1: Sure. Well, I have two. So one of my favorites is called box breathing, um, and that is—it's just a term for we'll go through these series of, of breaths together, but basically this is a really cool thing to do. It's something that's taught to Navy SEALs. So guys, you can do it too. <laughs> um, and the reason why is because it helps reduce cortisol. So cortisol is your stress hormone. It's, it's our little frenemy that rears up when we're in fight or flight. And so box breathing is just a way to bring ourselves back to right now, the present moment. Um, and, and just take a minute, maybe take 30 seconds to just pause and breathe. And breath work is so good too, because it's free <laughs> <I love laughs> and free. it's accessible. <laughs> yeah, yes, This isn't costing you anything and you always have your breath. So you could do this in the bathroom. You could do it while you're driving. You can do it anytime. So we'll do it together, Candy. Okay. okay I'm ready. So we are going to inhale for four seconds. Okay. One, two, three, four. Hold that breath for four seconds. Three, four. Now slowly exhale for four seconds. One, two, three, four. Let's go ahead and repeat that. Inhale one, two, three, four. Hold one, two, three, four. Exhale one, two, three, four. And we could keep doing it for a full minute, but it it's just it, it takes your yourself back into yourself, right? Yes. You're counting, yes. so, so you're not thinking about other things, you're counting, right. um, and then you're breathing and you're slowing your breathing intentionally. When we slow down, when we slow our breathing, then that calms our nervous system too. So that, that's a super simple thing. You don't need to be a monk to do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that is great. And you can, you can almost immediately feel just a little bit more relaxed. And again, like you said, when you're count, when you're thinking about counting, like I need to hold it for four seconds, your mind is focused there and on mm-hmm. that breath. And it really does help to kind of block out, you know, everything else. So that's, That's definitely something I would like to do in the car in my transition between coming home from work and going home to the children being hungry and needing homework. (laughs) A nice
1: totally. Yeah. And you can do it with your kids. Oh,
0: yeah, definitely. Definitely. I I've heard about the benefits and I've also heard about some of the schools starting to try and incorporate mindfulness for children. And having some moments in the classroom for that, you know, if kids are struggling to kind of stay focused, or you know, just that little moment because they're seeing the benefits um, in children, and I think that's fantastic, and definitely something that we can practice with our families and and also encourage our friends and colleagues as well.
1: Yeah, see, it's easy. Um, and I'm glad you brought up transition. Uh, another thing you could do is each time that you transition a room mm-hmm. or anything with a door, passing through a door is to acknowledge, you know, just pause even for a second and take a breath and just acknowledge moving into a new space and finishing with an old one. Mm. Right? And so you can set up cues that help you be more mindful like that you could put sticky notes uh, around your house or in your office to remind you just to take a a pause do box breathing you could set an alarm on your phone you could schedule it in your um calendar you you know there 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 are different ways we can keep bringing it back to now keep bringing it back to now because right now we are okay fantastic
0: Thank you so much for sharing about this, Debbie. Um, I'm excited to um, incorporate some of these things into my my day today. And hopefully some of our listeners will be able to as well. Are there any final thoughts that you would like to share in regards to this topic of mindfulness?
1: I think the other one I wanted to share about was gratitude. You know, we, we talk about gratitude a lot um we don't always connect it with being mindful but when we practice gratitude what we are doing is bringing ourselves back to now and being grateful for what we have right now instead of focusing on the future you know so often we're like okay when i graduate from school then i'll be happy when i retire then i'll be happy when i get off at five then i'll be happy (laughs) Right? right and so When we do gratitude practice, that brings us back to right now. Okay, right now I am at work and I am so grateful to be able to talk to you about this, Candy. You know, I'm so grateful that I have an office I can work in. I'm so grateful that I have a job. You know, you see how you're just like back to now instead of focused on the future again. And same with people who are like trying to accomplish a goal, you know, maybe it's weight loss and and they're just not where they want to be. You know, there becomes this big gap between where we are now and where we want to be. And so bringing it back to right now, like right now, maybe I'm not where I want to be in my body, but wow, I can really feel gratitude for for my breath. I can feel gratitude for my legs that brought me here, that I can still walk, that I can, you know, I have this body that is doing all these things that I don't have to do, right? It's breathing <laughs> for me. My heart is beating for me. I, I'm not even doing anything. And it's taking care of me. Right. Um, so I, I do like to just point out that gratitude is a way to come back
0: to now. These are all such wonderful, wonderful tips, um, practical things that we can do um, to help us be more mindful, more present, um, and grateful. I love the gratitude situation and taking that moment to just look at what we do have instead of, you know, all those things that get into our heads um, and, you know, where we feel that we should be. So that's an excellent, excellent step um, that people can start doing, so... Wonderful. Any other final thoughts?
1: Well, my other thought is if you do want to practice mindfulness, if you do need some more help or want to do uh, guided meditations, there's so many free resources. YouTube has so many free videos and guided meditations. And Insight Timer is a free app you can get on your phone too. Um, So this is something that's accessible for everyone. And
0: anyone. Any recommendations? Any of your favorite um, YouTube or um, other resources for mindfulness meditations?
1: Well, YouTube, I really like the Honest Guys. I think okay. they are from England. or like their accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, there's so many there's so many I've been listening to lately the mindful movement is is wonderful um a lot of people like yoga with Adrian um if you do you know you mentioned like sleep sleep is something that a lot of people need help with and and it's okay you can do a lot of guided meditations to help you guide you into sleep and relaxation um and so that is always an option for you. So there are, um, they're called yoga nidras and those are designed for rest. Yoga so, nidras? Nidra, N-I-D-R-A. Okay, nidras, okay. Yeah, so I mean, you just Google, you use your Dr. Google. <laughs> and it's at your fingertips,
0: but yeah. Well, thank you, Debbie, so much for talking us through this and wonderful resources, wonderful tips on how we can incorporate mindfulness in our day-to-day lives. So with that, we will end this episode. And um, thank you, Debbie, once again for joining us. And for all you listeners, we hope you'll tune in again. Thank you for listening to this episode of St. Alphonsus Willcast brought to you by St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Wellbeing and the St. Alphonsus Foundation. Always be sure to catch new episodes by subscribing to us through all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, and Spotify. We hope you'll tune in again. Until then, be well.